This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. And good morning, everybody here on this Saturday. Uh, Of course, I mean, one of the strange days because tonight we have to move the clocks forward, which is the most outdated thing I think I've seen in years. I mean, of course, I mean, part of the reason for that, I guess, was because of, you know, all the farming and stuff like that years ago. Do you think we might fix that up and just eliminate the, uh, you know, back and forth with this, you know, the fall forward and spring back and all that stuff? But nevertheless, we have to get darker earlier and do that all the way until next year. I mean, just brutal, just brutal. So, you know, not a a good day for that, but a good day for a lot of different things. Uh, And, of course, we're taking your phone calls. We're here till 11 o'clock. Greg Bell joining us at 930. Dave Grosby joining us at 1030. Uh, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's get started with headlines. Well, Odell Beckham Jr., reached a uh, deal with the uh, Giants to be released. He won't get released until Monday, but he's restructured his contract to make him a little bit more affordable to go on waivers. He's eliminated the last two years of his contract, so he can become a free agent next year. But a very strange situation in the sense that, you know, here he is, uh, you know, not fitting in with his team. And, of course, we'll take your phone calls in this, too. Do you think Seattle should sign Odell Beckham Jr.? I'm a little sketchy on that, but uh, we'll see what you think. We'll take your phone calls on that. Then, of course, we've got the Aaron Rodgers story just continuing. Rodgers goes on Barstool for about an hour and goes through this unreasonably uh, unreasonable explanation of why he hasn't gotten the uh, vaccination, you know, saying that, uh, you know, he doesn't need it and all that stuff. And, you know, saying, of course, that, uh, you know, he's researched this stuff and, you know, two of the vaccinations didn't work with some of his things. And he can only take Johnson and Johnson. He wasn't sure Johnson and Johnson can do it. But, of course, you know, he he's now, of course, going to miss this game against Kansas City and be out 10 days because of that, he said that uh, he was immunized. You know, able to get uh, you know some vaccine, you know some antibodies in his system after he had a, a positive test before. But obviously, he's still unvaccinated. I mean, now the third string quarterback, he's on COVID nineteen. They've got other players on COVID nineteen. Just a bad situation. And of course, to me, Aaron Rodgers is just being selfish. We'll see what you think about that. And of course, hey, we got all these different things, and those are our headlines. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to JB in Renton. Hey, JB. Hey, Mr. Clayton. How are we doing this fine Saturday morning, my friend? Hanging in there. All right. Let's keep on hanging in there. You know, you were talking about Odell Beckham. Now, yeah. he boarded the last two years of his contract. But this year, uh-huh. how much how much is left old on his, his, his base for this year? I mean, again, he, he had $12.6 million guaranteed on an $18 million contract. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, so I, I, I and again, the contract hasn't been broken down yet because they're still finalizing it. Uh, and basically what he did is he replaced base salary with signing bonus. We'll see how that goes to see what the cap number is going to be. Uh, so he's you know, available uh, on Monday. And then, of course, you put the waiver claim in on Tuesday to see if you can get him. Yeah. Yeah, was was the likely chance of him? I, I think somebody's going to claim him. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would agree. Oh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think he's going to 
get clear waivers. Well, I mean, I, you know, I would have to think the New Orleans Saints have to consider him as bad as their wide receiving core has been. Yes. San Francisco, definitely. San Francisco has to consider him. Philadelphia has to consider him. You know, he, he, I think that uh, there's several teams, but I don't see if you agree with this. I don't think mm-hmm. Seattle should do it. They got, they got. I agree with you because you got DK Metcalf yeah. and you also got Tyler Lockett there. Those two guys there are playing at a very high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, to bring in a third receiver that is looking for the ball, right? It's gonna, it's gonna mess up your your chemistry. Yeah, just being honest. I mean, you know, if you look at you look at a team, there's usually one alpha dog receiver, mm-hmm. and then there's a compadre like Batman and Robin. Right. You know, right now DK Metcalf is your alpha dog. Tyler Lockett suits him well. Mm-hmm. Right? Agreed. So you bring in a third leg, what's going to happen? I mean, and particularly, too, a third leg that's not going to get a lot of targets. And that's the problem he has in, in, in Cleveland. Right. So, I mean, I, I'm just saying, you know, it, it, sometimes some teams have to evaluate where the, the amount of receivers they have on the team, mm-hmm. all their touches are going, and right. where can you find touches for him? Yeah, and again, I mean, he comes here, and again, I mean, this. I know that uh, it was interesting yesterday, that, or two days ago, that uh, Denver Broncos offensive coordinator Pat Shermer talked about possessions, right? And he sees, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be, he said it was a 12-round fight where you usually would have 12 possessions in a game. He says he's had games this year where he's only had eight to nine possessions. And so, I mean, and you look at Seattle, I mean, their possession total was very small. Their number of plays is very small, one of the lowest in the league. And so it's like, so if you run the ball, you know, 45, 50% of the time, you're only going to get like 25, 27 passes. So if you, if you get the ball to Metcalf, if you get the ball and target uh, Lockett, how many is going to be there for the third wide receiver? And about is he going to be satisfied eight, eight with possessions. that? You're right. About eight, about eight possessions. That, that, that's what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. So eight if you look along the line, because I was thinking about that the other night, if, if they were to make that make that decision to do that, where is his possession going to come from? Who is he going to take from? Right. And then that that the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and again, it's like uh, it's like sure. I mean, you get Beckham, uh, you have him, you stash him for the year, you do that. He'll and because again, I compare it to the Percy Harvin situation. You know, again, mm-hmm. the only difference is you don't have to pay a first-round pick and a whole over $10 million a year to get Beckham. But what you're getting is a guy that's going to cause a lot of the same problems as uh, Percy Harvin did. You know, because Percy Harvin totally irritated, as the season went on, Doug Baldwin and, uh, you know, Golden Tate in the sense that, uh, you know, they, they weren't getting paid, but Harvin was. They were upset about that. And then you get to the Saturday before the Super Bowl, and he's body-slamming Golden Tate in the fight. Yeah, yeah, that is, it, 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 yeah, yeah. Styles make fights, Mister Clayton. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure that 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 your style is conducive to what you want to do. Right. And it, to me, it, it, the Hawks have two good receivers. They run, like you said, they run the ball for now. So it, those touches are going to be very crucial. Right. And I think they should stick with the chemistry they got going on until Russell Wilson comes back. I mean, I, I think it'd be more preferable if Seattle would sign uh, Deshaun uh, Jackson. Because at least in Deshaun yeah. Jackson, I mean, he went to the Rams with the idea he was going to be the number three receiver on a team that gets the ball you know, to their top two receivers a lot. Now, again, it didn't work out. He got frustrated and all that stuff. But I think he can be less frustrated than uh, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. Yes. 
Deshaun, Deshaun would relocate himself to that third leg. He would, yeah. He wouldn't, he wouldn't give you a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Odell is still thinking that he's the number one guy. And that's the problem that you're looking at with him. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> to anybody that takes him, if you have a guy that you claim to be number one, mm-hmm. you better watch out. <laughs> right. It's not going to be nice. No, that's the problem that's in Cleveland, and that's with Jarvis Landry. You got the tight end over there, and you got about three, two or three other coming wide receivers that, you know, they're spraying the ball all over the field. Plus, they got two good running backs. Yeah. You, you only have one hole you're playing with. So you can't just run against just the one person, you know. Think about it. Go back to Mr. Clinton when he's with the Giants. Mm-hmm. He was the guy. Right. Right? Right. Eli looked for him practically every day, every time when he was passing the ball. Mm-hmm. When he gets to Cleveland, He's running back with his own college teammate. Jarvis Ranger is just as good. You got you got the big tight end in Dockway that's just as good. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a couple other young receivers. And you got them two running backs. It's not that you're not gonna get that many touches with that. Yeah. Right? Well my my thought so, is that uh, I mean, uh, the Saints should really consider him because of how bad their receiving core is. Oh, definitely. Definitely. The Saints, if anything, they should try to pay their way to go to go to Jacksonville out to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're horrible with the receiving core. Oh. Alvin Kamara left. Alvin Kamara right. Alvin Kamara up the middle. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara all day. Yeah. I, yes. Definitely. A team like the French could definitely use it. You mm-hmm. know? Oh, yeah. You know, they, they, you know I, so it all feel right now, during the rebuilding mode, do you want to bring him in and him be frustrated with the way that you're just, right now, you're not going to make the playoffs. Right. You're not that type of team right now. Do you want to bring him in and, and get frustrated? You know, mm-hmm. I, it's up to them, right? You know, because not only is he not going to want, he's going to want touches, but he's going to want to see that team perform, right? And they're not going and they're not good enough. No, they're not good enough. And Jalen Hurts is just not that type of guy right now, mm-hmm. you know, to do that. No, no. I, there, there's a few teams that they have the, the cap money to get him, but they're not performing. Mm-hmm. Is gonna, that's going to be more frustration right there. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, if anything, you go to a team where you can go with some veterans and try to manage him and work with him, and he'll probably feel okay being a guy that the focal point. Oh, New Orleans, he'd definitely be the focal point of their, their wide receiver court easily. Mm-hmm. Easily. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, that remains to be seen, Mr. Clayton. We shall find out when Tuesday after 4 o'clock Eastern time. Yep. I think that's when we'll find out what's going on as far as that's concerned. You know, and you're right, Deshaun Jackson would make good sense for the heart. A third, you know, third yeah. lane guy, spread the field, help out a lot, everything over the top. Russell Wilson coming back, he throws one of the best deep balls in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That would work. Yeah, I, I think that would that would be a good fit. So it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, interesting. What's your thoughts on the Aaron Rodgers situation? That situation that Mr. Clayton just goes east, west, north, south, whatever way, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. You know, he, you know, he's got to understand. The NFL set their protocols. That's their protocols, you know. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't come in and try to change your trend, kind of like Ali Kyrie Irving with the NBA right now. You can't, you can't make them set their – their trend is what they want to do. And they agree with the union for their protocols. Mm-hmm. You got to accept what they give. Now, if, if, if Green Bay wasn't giving him a test every day, if they if they did, if they knew that he wasn't vaccinated, wasn't testing him like they're supposed to, that might be a problem. 
Right. But now, coming out and saying that like that, you got to accept what, they, what they're giving. That's you. You're the employee. They're the employer. Right. Yeah, but don't don't you get the idea that not getting vaccinated is one of the most selfish things that you can do as a player with your teammates? Yes, yes. It, it, it's not just the players. Yeah, it's the coaches. You you're dealing with older men. Mm-hmm. You know, some, some of these coaches are older men over there. You don't know their underlying health conditions. If you bring that to them and get those guys sick, even if they're vaccinated, I wouldn't want to be the guy to be selfish enough to get my coach, my position coach, or somebody sick, and getting one of my players sick and, and, and exposing them to myocarditis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I, Joe, Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, missed last week's game because of COVID-19. Now, I'm sure it wasn't related to uh, Aaron Rodgers, but uh, still, I mean, and, and they've had, they got a growing list of guys that are getting COVID-19, yeah. so... They, they missed their two they missed their two wide receivers last week. Right, exactly. Because of that. Yeah. Yeah, they missed their two wide receivers in that game against uh, that game last week. Now they're missing them against an important game in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's an AFC opponent, but still, it's a very important game for them. Right. Because they lose this game, if you look at it, Arizona bumps back to the number one spot. Uh-huh. Guess who bumps to the number two if they would win, Mr. Clayton? That would be the Saints. Yeah. <laughs> No, the Cowboys would be number two. Yeah. He'd be number three. But it would bump Green Bay down to the fourth spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how that's how critical that is right now, especially in the NFC. The NFC is coming is very crucial right now. Yeah. You know what? So, well, because in yeah, the NFC, you only have six winning teams, six. Yeah. And three of those teams probably aren't going to have their quarterbacks tomorrow. Because I don't know if Kyler Murray's going to be able to play. Probably not. Yeah. We know that Aaron Rodgers is going to be out. We know that Jameis Winston's going to be out for the season. You know, Dak Prescott's coming back, but he missed last week. You know, uh, yes. you know so it's like uh, um, it's, it's a quarterback-driven league, and right now the quarterbacks are all shaken up in the NFC. It, that's why you got to have good backups, Mr. Green. Yeah. If you don't have good backups in any team, you can suffer some tremendously right there. Do you like Trevor Simeon? Like- do you like Trevor Simeon? He can do what he can do, Mr. Clayton. Where yeah. else can we go? We, like, like I mean, the words of the Greek, Bill Parcells, you can't go on one to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got to go what we got. I mean, do I like him? Uh, no, but I do have to deal with him? Yes. We got to go with him. Yeah. I mean, I mean they they just stuck in a quandary right now. What else can they do? They can, well, I mean, they can try to talk uh, Philip Rivers into coming uh, coming out of uh, retirement because, again, he did say he's interested, you know, after his football what? season is over. Well, the only thing about bringing Philip Rivers in is that you'd have to bring him up to up to up to speed. That'll take about four or five weeks, and we only got what eight weeks left in the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it would take a bit a task to bring him up to speed to what you're doing. Right. Right. Yeah, that's the only thing. I'd love to bring him in. Trust me, veteran, right? A good arm, does what you want, smart guy. But to bring him up to task to what you're doing, you might as well just stick with what you got. Yeah, not good. Hey, JB, thank not you for good. the phone call. Mr. Clayton, we'll talk next week, my friend. All right. good Sounds good. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 860-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Raider Jim. Hey, Jim, how are you? How are you doing? Good. 
Okay. Well, Boy, I think Raiders are a mess. Yeah. I mean, my, my heart just is so very sad for that young lady, Tina Tentor, and her dog, Max, who died from uh-huh. flames of the car crash in Las Vegas. I mean, she's only 23 years old, and all due to some very tragic mistakes by Henry Ruggs, who, you know, crashed into the car. Yeah. He was apparently driving at 154 miles per hour in a 45-mile-per-hour zone, and he had twice the legal limit of alcohol consumption. I mean, lives have been shattered. Mm-hmm. No doubt. It's, it's like complete that's, as, of, ba- of that's as bad as you get. And then yeah. there's there's been four instances in the last 25 years in the NFL where a player uh, had you know, a DUI that resulted in a death. Uh, Dante Stallworth, of course, was one of them. And, uh, you know, it, it, but uh, in this case, it's the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, just so very tragic. I mean, John, with great power comes great responsibility, and you can choose to exercise it wisely or not. Mm-hmm. And the, the other thing I just do not understand, uh, you know, the NFL has a call service available in every market where they have a franchise. Right. Um, you, 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 given the, the pay that Ruggs was making, I mean, he could pay for a private driver. Right. I mean, he, he could have called a teammate. I mean, he could do what mere mortals do and, and call for an Uber or a Lyft. I just um, and, and and the other thing that's remarkable about it is that Ruggs' passengers, one was his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and she's the mother of their child, a little daughter who's a toddler. I mean, who does that? Who willfully endangers the loved ones that they have in the car, or for that matter, others in the process? Like what happened? It just amazes me, John. And then it's at three thirty-nine in the morning. Uh, just, it's just unbelievable, John. And of course, the Raiders released them, and for good reason. Yeah. I mean, it just you just. You, you know, just stupidity. And, um, you know, he's young. He's, you know, Henry Ruggs is only, I think, 22. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just very sad all the way around. Um, and my heart goes out to that family and, uh, and the, all, all the families. And, and, uh, it's just, it's just tough to read. It's tough to witness as a fan. Uh, it's tough to, um, to, you know, look, don't be drinking and driving, folks. Right. <laughs> it's just not, not something you want to do. Uh, I just don't understand it all, and it's just really, really, it's really, really sad, John. How much do you think that sets them back as a team? Well, I think the whole dynamic of the team changes. I mean, um, you know, and on top of what happened three weeks ago with John Gruden, mm-hmm. I mean, how much can a team sustain uh, as far as their ability to compete? Um, we're all human beings. We all have different capacities and different thresholds. But my word, you're really stretching it now uh, when it comes to something like this. And um, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Look, they were able to stretch the field with Henry Ruggs because of his speed. Uh, and it created a whole different dynamic for the team. Once the vision of his ability on the field was seen this past year. But, um, so it changes them. But they're just going to have to adapt. And we're all going to have to adapt. Mm-hmm. And it's just... You know, it's just very, very sad, and it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I mean, I think what Rich Passaccia said earlier this week in his press conference is, look, there's no there's no blueprint for this. This is totally unprecedented. Uh, we're just taking it as it comes to us, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, if anything, he's the right man for the job right now, in my opinion. I mean, he's been a very calming influence when you see his press conferences. He's very, um, he's very to the point, uh, uh, and he's very real, and, and he's very... And he's very um, um, you know, he's just, he's just a really real coach 
And, uh, and he's had to deal with young people's lives all the time since being a coach for plus 30 years now. But, uh, my gosh, it's just tough. It's just tough, John. Yeah, it really is. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's like uh, you look at the Raiders right now, and there's just so many things that are going on. You know, the firing of four people uh, in the front office, you know, right. the John Gruden situation, now right. Henry Ruggs. I mean, right. it's just brutal. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm glad to see that Las Vegas has a strict uh, a, a drunk driving law. Yeah. Uh, in the sense that you do something like this, you're going to jail. Oh no! And not only you're going to go to jail, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be in prison. <laughs> yeah, because again, this could be. I mean, the the the. And again, it's probably not going to go this long, but it could be twenty years. Yeah, it it could go up to that, and um, you know, uh, you 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 have you have a debt to society now, and um, and and so be it. You know, you just don't be doing that stuff. You just don't. Mm-hmm. John, I got a question for you on the waiver wire situation, yeah. uh, and then I'll get off the phone. <laughs> Uh, okay, so everyone talks about the waiver wire pecking order, and yeah. and you know, for instance, the Raiders are twenty third on the waiver wire pecking wire. You you and JB talked about Odell Beckham Jr. and Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, and all the teams are thinking about whether those two players fit in. The Raiders are twenty third on that list. How is that list established? Is it by winning record? No, it's it by... it's it's established the same way as they do the draft order. I mean, it, uh-huh. it, it, you know the. Teams with the worst records get the highest picks, and the okay. teams with the easier schedule with the worst records go above that. So if you're if if there's a tie with the records between the team, the one that has played the easiest schedule ends up going a little bit higher. I see. Okay, because I often wondered about that. Yeah, and I wasn't entirely sure, just so I thought I'd ask because I knew I knew you'd have an answer, John. I just knew it. Yeah, so, yeah. It's uh, like it's it because again, it's it's no different than what they do when they set up the draft order because the draft order is set up the same way. It's like, hey, uh, what's your record? If you're Jacksonville and you've won one game, you get the first pick in the draft. If you're Mm -hmm. tied somewhere down the line, okay, who's played the easier schedule? And the easier schedule gets the chance to do it. Yeah. And then you were talking about Odell Beckham Jr. and where he might go. I mean, the Saints would be great because he went to LSU. But, I mean, the Saints have no cap room. They have the second yep. lowest uh, cap room available. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how that's going to work for the Saints. Well, it depends on how they restructured his contract. And you know what they're going to do is take base salary and turn it into signing bonus money and stretch it out probably for five years. And, uh, you know, that uh, so that I don't know how low they can get the cap number on that. So that we won't know until Monday or Tuesday. And, again, that's why it's going to take the weekend to be able to get this thing resolved. Yeah, and I, I, by the way, I, I think the Seattle should just stay put. I yeah, mean, no one. Agreed. I mean, OBJ is a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't need the problems. problems. Hey, yeah, that's Jim, right. Jim, thank you for the phone call. Okay, John. Bye bye. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to Gil in Bothell. Hey, Gil. Oh, okay. So tell you what, we lost Gil, so we're going to take a break right now. Give us a call at eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. John Clayton shows seven ten ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Tara in Mercer Island. Hey, Tara. Hi, Mr. Clayton. How are you? Good. How are you on this uh, bi-week weekend? Pretty good. Looking forward to watching some football tomorrow. Um... 
I hope the Cardinals lose like I like I just heard you say Kyler Murray's probably not going to play. Uh-huh. And I'm also looking forward to the Green Bay game with Aaron Rodgers not playing tomorrow and then like you said he might not play against the Seahawks. I think they have a good chance. What do you think of Russell Wilson's injury and how do you think he'll look um coming back from the injury? I mean, I think that uh he should be available because again, it's like he's now throwing the football and all that and you know he's going to be dedicated to try to, you know, be there for the game. Now again, how he throws in the game is going to be a big question because again, you wonder about that grip, you know, with the middle finger you know, still, I'm sure, going to be a little bit stiff and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I think, he'll, you know, because, again, maybe he's going to have to show, throw some shorter passes and work more in rhythm and things like that. But I think he can be okay. I agree with you, and I watched his workout video, and he looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks great. And also he has um, a glove with a one-finger protector a one-finger glove protecting that. So, And knowing just how hard he works on and off the field, I think that this is going to be one of his best comebacks from injury. And, he, and yes, I agree, maybe taking short passes, but I also don't think his injured finger will stop him because, as Jamal Adams described it, is, that he can still bend the top part of his finger, so right. that will probably help with the grip. But um, what do you think? No, I think I, I think that's going to be the case. And like anything else, you're coming back from an injury. It you know may affect you for a little bit. At some point, everything starts to get into sync and all that stuff. But I think for this game, you know, sure it's going to be a testing process. We'll have to see what the weather's going to be in Green Bay. You know, if it's going to be cold, then that could negatively affect things. But if it's just going to be, you know, like 45, 50 degrees, that should be no problem. But I think he should be okay. And then, of course, with Aaron Rodgers, you know, it's like if he has any setback with the COVID-19 as far as symptoms and that, then, you know, he doesn't get back on the field until Saturday. If he has to miss another day, you know, that could cost him this game. But I think what's going to end up happening, I I can't see the Packers winning against Kansas City with Jordan Love going against Patrick Mahomes. No, that's so much of a drop-off. And even though Patrick Mahomes has 10 interceptions, he's still a great quarterback. And do I think the league's caught up to him? Yes, but just how he moves his body and how, I mean, he's mechanically different than most quarterbacks, so I think he'll figure out what what are your thoughts on him. No, I I think, I, I still think he's the best quarterback in the league. And I know he's having a bad season. I know the turnovers are affecting him. But I think that uh, at some point he'll get things right and then get back on the right track. You know, quarterbacks go through different uh, slumps and different problems and different things like that. And that's what he's going through right now. But I think he's too talented, too smart a quarterback and has too much good coaching behind him that he's going to let it linger too long. Right. And... Patrick Mahomes' season reminds me a lot of what Russell Wilson went through last year, of not having the O-line to protect him Mm -hmm. and also not having the playmakers to um, step up. I mean, it seems like he's the only one stepping up. And um, 
And that's leading to him pressing too hard and making more mistakes. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, because, again, I mean, you think about it, you know, David Bakhtiari, their left tackle, I mean, he's been out all season coming off the ACL tier. And then you have, uh, you know, their starting center, who's a rookie. Uh, he's He's been out on the injured reserve list. And so, you know, and they, you look at that line, and it's so young, and it's not the same as it was a couple of years ago because they lose, you know, Brian Balaga, you know, they lose Corey Lindley, who was the uh, Pro Bowl center last year. So, yeah, they've lost a lot. Right. And shifting back to the Seahawks, how do you see the remaining schedule going? I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Green Bay game is going to be uh, a, a big issue because, again, at 3-6, and six, it you know, narrows the margin of error for the team. But when you look down the stretch, it's like, okay, they've got four very winnable games. You know, they've got Chicago, Detroit, Houston, and Washington, okay? And now the Washington game is going to be on the road, so that may be a little bit of a challenge. But still, it's like Washington's been terrible this year, particularly on defense. Then, of course, after you know, Green Bay, of course, then the, 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 you have four games in the division. And so let's say, for example, you win the winnable games, that gets you to seven. You split in the uh, division games, uh, you know, splitting with Arizona, winning San Francisco, seeing what you can do against the Rams, and that gets you to nine or ten. So I think they can get to nine, and nine I think very well can get them in the playoffs because last year, I mean, Chicago made it with eight. Right, I agree with you. And um, I actually think that we could beat the Cardinals twice, one with Kyler Murray Mm -hmm. um, missing, and then... And then watching all the close games that we've had in the um, first half of the season, it's not like we're losing by that much. It's a couple of coaching mishaps and a couple of clock management decisions. Mm -hmm. But I really think they're close, and I really think that we could maybe finish second in our our division. I know the Rams and Cardinals are tough, but I kind of think – that we have a good shot against them. Yeah, and of course, I mean, you look at the Cardinals, and it's like, and they've been great. I mean, certainly at this stage, you think that they're going to be a reasonably high seed, but if Murray's going to miss one to three weeks, that's going to set them back. And on top of that, they lose J.J. Watt. And, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is hurt. He's a question mark for tomorrow. So it's like, uh, you know, they could be in trouble in the game against San Francisco. But, uh, you know, and we'll see where it goes to two weeks after that. But, uh, you know, at least Arizona would come here. But if Kyler Murray's not going to be able to play, I mean, are they going to be able to win with Colt McCoy? Big question mark. Right. Colt McCoy's not a very good quarterback. And you just mentioned Hopkins out. And what I saw from last time when Hopkins was in and out of the game, A.J. Green can't produce as much. No, no. um, If they don't have Hopkins tomorrow, that's going to be have a really big impact too no question about it i mean that's a that's one that can really set them back so it's like uh, yeah we'll see but it's going to be interesting to see and the thing that i look at in the nfc is that here you have six teams with winning records and tomorrow 
three of those teams, if you would include Murray, won't have their starting quarterbacks because you don't have uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Jameis Winston's out for the season. Now it's Trevor Simeon. And, of course, last week, Dak Prescott missed in Dallas. Now he's back this week. But, you know, is he going to be as efficient as he normally is? I think he will be. But still, it's going to be interesting to see. Hey, Tara, thank you for the phone call. Thank you. Let's go to Mike in Renton. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. How are you? Good. Hey, uh, I listened to your show yesterday with you and Graz. You guys did a fantastic job. Oh, well, thank you. Hey, is that going to be an every Friday thing? No, no. It's just, I mean, uh, Bob Stelton was on vacation all week. Dave Wyman went down to Palm Springs. And so, uh, you know, and, you know, uh, Graz has been filling in, you know, pretty much a lot of the week uh, as far as, you know, co hosting and everything else. And so then, uh, you know, they asked me, hey, can you do Friday? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that was a, was a perfect fit, man, because you guys intertwine quite well. We've done it for 30 years. Yeah, it was really well done, man. Thank so you. you. So date night went well then, I reckon. Yeah, because we, uh, I mean, because again, I, I, they wanted me to go till six. Yeah. But then I said, well, wait a second. If I go till six, <laughs> yeah. you know, my, my, uh, our caregiver has to get Pat in bed and right. leave by 7.15. So it's like, we can go to Friday night date night, but one of two things have to happen. One, she doesn't eat and doesn't get food. Or two, she doesn't get back into bed for, uh, with the lift and she'll have to stay in the chair all night, which obviously we can't have that happen. Yeah, you got to keep the missus happy. Yeah, so what I did is that uh, I ended up... Uh, you know, we end up because I'm three minutes away from uh, Dino's, you know, which is, you know, right across, the, you know, just right across the bridge. And so we went to Dino's and uh, we went there a couple of weeks ago. And Pat and Lou, our caregiver, had a great time you know, oh, because good. they had good food. I mean, mm. she she had halibut last night. Wow. She, she liked it. And, uh, you know, Lou had a good salad. And then, uh, you know, then one of the things that, uh, we got them to do because we did it the last time and they had a great time doing it. You know, we got the quiz channel on and, uh, you know, they were, you know, looking at the quiz channel and trying to, you know, compete and see how they could do in answering questions on the quiz channel. Yeah. I'm glad you had a good time, John. Yeah. Hey, John, tomorrow, the Steeler and Bear are on a Monday night game. Mm-hmm. That's a trap game, isn't it? It is. But the, yeah, again, and that's one thing you know from the Steelers is that uh, they sometimes became become victimized by the trap games. Yep. Because, again, you know, they sometimes play down to the competition. Yep, play down. And they can't do that in this game. You know, they've got to make sure that they can contain Justin Fields. I mean, that they can, uh, you know, take advantage. Because you notice the last three weeks are getting better and better on offense. Well, you know what it is. Our defense is keeping us in a yeah. lot of games. No question. I mean, if, if, if that defense was terrible, man, we'd be blown out in every game. Mm-hmm, agreed. Yeah. Hey, John, I got a quick question to ask you. This is for my sister-in-law. She wanted me to ask, she says, okay, she says the Seahawks got the two best receivers in football. How come Pete Carroll doesn't get the ball more to Mudcap and uh, Tyler Lockett? Well, because, you know, they don't have Russell Wilson. Simple as that. Well, and, you I got mean, two of the best receivers there. I don't yeah. get it. Well, I, I mean, the... I mean well, the one thing is is that uh, sometimes the statistics can be, you know, a little bit crazy. 
And one of the one of the things is is that uh, one in the league this year, there's less possessions because more more coaches are going for fourth down conversions and all that stuff. And I mean, if you look at the number of plays Seattle has, you know, they're in the 50s, not the 60s for the most part. And because of that, you know, if you're running the ball 50% of the time, you're only getting 25, 26 passes. And if that's going to be the case, if you know your targets are going to be down. I mean, last year, I think, what was it, like 129 and 137 targets for uh, either one of those guys. It may be down a little bit this year, but, I mean, you know, now obviously, you know, it's a, it's a mix with Geno Smith in there. I mean, you know, what happens is that, uh, you know, the best cornerback goes against uh, DK Metcalf, and if the cornerbacks are lesser like they were last week in Jacksonville, then Tyler Lockett just burns everybody else for 12 catches, 145 yards. Yeah. All right, Don, you take care. Have a good day. Okay, Mike, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN, John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Chris in Nashville. Hey, Chris. Good morning, Professor. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good, thank you, thank you. Uh, first off, the Senator, I want to touch on Henry Ruggs. Will yeah. he ever see an NFL team or field again? It may be tough, but I wouldn't rule out the possibility because, you know, still, I mean, he's 22 years old. I mean, the, the question right now is going to be, you know, how long is he going to be in jail? I think that's going to be the biggest question because, you know, in Nevada, they're very strict on the DUI rules, particularly involving death, and that could be a 20-year sentence. I don't think it's going to go that long. But, I mean, if you go through history, I mean, there's been, you know, four four times in 25 years where there's been some kind of a uh, incident that uh, you have a DUI that resulted in the death of somebody. And so uh, that's, you know, four times in 25 years. And so, I mean, you, you notice that, uh, you know, it happened, you know, certainly – with uh, Dante Stallworth, and he was able to come back. Uh, so that's one. And then, of course, uh, he, that was in 2029. Uh, he was with the Cleveland Browns back then. Uh, he was 28 at the time. Then you had Leonard Little, who ha- had an involuntary manslaughter on a pleading guilty in 1998. He was fa- uh, in St. Louis. He was 24 and had a 19 level twice the limit back then when it was 10. So he was given four years of probation, ordered a thousand hours of community service. And then uh, a, a deep, a defensive tackle from Dallas, Josh Brent. I mean, he had a involuntary manslaughter in 2014, driving home for a party and uh, killing his teammate, Jerry Brown, in the passenger. Now, he was able – now, of course, the blood test showed that he had an 18 level, and that's more than twice the legal limit in Texas. He faced up to 20 years in prison, but he was only sentenced to 180 days and 10 years. So he did step away from football for two years. He tried to return in 2014, appeared in one game, and then decided to retire in 2000. 2015. Okay. So again, it's like I mean, there is the chance. Right, that there, another one. Yeah, um, there, there, so is, there is a chance that he can come back, but obviously this one is the absolute worst. I mean, you know, you put everything into context. 156 miles per hour. The fact that uh, he killed the 23-year-old woman. Woman. 
It was 3.39 in the morning. He had his uh, you know, fiance or whoever you want to call her with the kid. Uh, you know, uh, she, he, she was in the car, and then uh, you know, he had a gun in the car. I mean, you can't have it any worse than that. Yeah, yeah, this one is the all-time. I mean, yeah. they have video, they have witnesses, they have the car burning, the mm-hmm. style of, you know, the way she uh, was killed. Yeah. Uh, this one was just a all-around one of the biggest tragedies I've seen. I, I, In my personal opinion, if he settles out of court, he might do less than, I don't know, maybe five years, but I think he at least deserves 10 years. Yeah, I would agree. And that... If it's going to be ten years, and I think that uh, you know he won't be back in football then. That takes him to thirty-two years old. But I think you know this one. No, no, no. Ten years, he's done with the NFL. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. All right, uh, another uh, another discussion. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was always under the impression that Aaron Rodgers was vaccinated. Um, I mean, he never spoke about it. There was never. I've never seen. Him no, he he, sp- he spoke. He spoke. He spoke about it, but he misled rules. everybody. He basically misled Correct. everybody. Yes, it was all misleading, and and he, you know, everything was. He wanted to hype it up like he was vaccinated, but it was all misleading, and he was unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. And you know, he never apply, I've never seen him wear a mask or apply to any of the COVID rules that other NFL teams and players are applying to for the unvaccinated. Right. Um, I just think he he all around just lied about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he said, you know, he was immunized, and with the immunization, he basically got, you know, some antibodies in his system because I think he had, uh, you know, was, uh, he had something before that, and so uh, then all, next thing you know, it's like, okay, so where where is this all going to go? And uh, you know, he he was never vaccinated whatsoever. All right, and last but not least, um, OBJ. Yeah. I know that there's a there's a bunch of teams that he could go to, um, mm-hmm. but I think all around I don't know if it fits Brandon Bean's personality, but I think that him, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis. I mean, obviously they would have to make a move, a roster move, or something to fit OBJ. Yeah, or squeeze him in on a on a vet salary on a veteran minimum contract but what do you think about him to buffalo is it possible? I, I, I think there I, you know, I, I think it would be too much problems because again it's like you know the ball is going to go to stefan diggs first it's going to go to cold beasley second emmanuel sanders was a great acquisition as a third and so it's like is he going to go to uh there and be a fourth receiver i mean certainly he's going to be able to take snaps away from emmanuel sanders but i think that they are loaded enough i mean now if he was a tight end it'd be a different story i don't i mean brandon bean i think is one of the best gms in the league i think he's done a fantastic job and i think certainly sean mcdermott has done a fantastic job the two things that they've done together is that team is always healthy that's amazing and of course they're really talented i think right now they're the favorites to be the number one seed in the afc but i think that's too much with odell beckham jr because again what will happen to be the same thing if he would come to seattle i mean he's going to complain about not getting the ball enough correct it'll be it'll be a distraction to buffalo yeah. hey chris, chris, go, go, go. hey chris thank you i got i got to run here so thank you for the phone call appreciate it and uh you know 
Uh, Irish Mankey, stay on the line. We'll catch you at the top of the hour. This is the John Clayton Show, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.